host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. Welcome to the Fearless Happiness Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. Brian K. Wright, entrepreneur, extraordinaire, author, podcast host, you name it, Brian does it. But I'm going to let him introduce himself to you all, who he is and what he does. And Brian, take it away. Max, thank you so much for having me here. It's an honor and a privilege to be on your show with you. Like you said, I host a radio show. It's called Success Profiles Radio. I interview world-class achievers. I remember what they did and what they overcame and the lessons we can all learn along the way. 430 plus episodes strong. I've been doing it since January, 2012. And it's my happy hour. I just love doing this show. I do it on Monday because it gives me something to look forward to. And it also gives me an opportunity to prepare over the weekend. I have freedom and flexibility to pick whether I want to prepare for it on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. It gives me great schedule flexibility as well. Right. I also publish a magazine, Success Profiles Magazine. And that started because I wanted to repurpose content from my radio show. And I invited a lot of people to contribute articles. And uh, some people have been very faithful to contribute every single month. In fact, one, our friend Steve Gamlin is the only person who's contributed every single month since I started. And a lot of other people have been faithful to contribute quite often. And I also help people write their books. And you and I got to work together a couple of years yes. ago, and I'm so proud of you for getting your book done. I know that your life has changed because of it. Absolutely. Like, let me tell you folks how this went down. Like Brian is one of my heroes here. Like we've known each other through a mutual friend who no longer, and like, we've never heard, I haven't heard from him since then, but it also connected us to a very good friend of ours, Chris Whitehead, which then connected us to another mentor, coach, good friend of ours, Lonnie, who, you know, God rest his soul, passed from COVID in March. But Brian's been in my corner since day one. Like I listened to the interview that you did with me on your podcast, your show. And I'm like, man, I need help speaking. Like that was how long ago that was. It was like the difference between then and now is like night and day. But here, I want to let the audience know that like Brian is one of the biggest motivators that helped me get my book out. Because when I told him that I was going to, you know, because he knew when, what, 10 years ago, maybe nine years ago, when I wrote Mm -hmm. the outline, you're out, let's do this. And Max, the great procrastinator would get sidetracked, would be like, yeah, I'm all on board. And then I would disappear on my friends. You know, luckily I still have Brian and Chris as friends. They stuck by my side through thick and thin. They've seen me go through some tragedies in my life, but they've always been in my corner. And then when I finally, when it took what it took to get me to go, Brian, we're going to do my book. Let me tell you the experience I had with Brian was, was just, it was awesome. 
we started out doing Zooms or actually it was, uh, what's that one we started doing? Not Zoom. What's the other one? Skype. Skype. So Skype, you know, and then we would do Zoom. And then Brian came up with this brilliant idea. He said, because I really wanted to get my book out. And Brian says, you know, I normally don't do this, but since you're in California, you're not very far from me. Why don't you come to Arizona for a weekend and let's get your book done. Let's, let's bust it out. And, you know, I had the privilege of literally sitting next to Brian as we did my book, eight hours on a Saturday, eight hours on a Sunday, and we, we finished it. We like, we totally just busted it out and had a great time doing it. You know, you got to meet my wife, you know, she went and did her girl thing and did shopping while we worked on the book. I don't know if many people get to do that with their, with their publisher or, you know, the help them write their book, but to do that, to actually sit and see how it's done, you know, is you can't trade that experience for anything. So Brian, right. you know, from the, the bottom of my heart, I've always thanked you like so much for doing that for me and, and for doing that. And um, like, look at us now here. Well, yeah. you know, we're both part of this group called Apex. We're, yeah. we're both growing, you know, and, and doing things that we thought we weren't going to do for a long time. Well, maybe you, but like, I had to get over that hump of that imposter syndrome. Like, yeah. cause I'm sitting here with a guy who, who helps write books for a living, has some amazing guests on his radio show. Like if you go, you got to go check out success profiles radio. I mean, he, when he talks about world-class people, he's not joking. You know what I mean? Like he's got some really amazing guests. And then to sit with me and say, let's bust out your book. I was just like, yeah. Oh yeah, we were on it. You know? And yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't do that very often, but I've got somebody who has expressed an interest in working with me and he lives in New Mexico. And when I told him I did that experience with you, he said, I want to do that with you. So we're going to have another talk this weekend and hopefully we'll nail some stuff down. We've already picked the dates. He just, we just haven't made it formal yet. Right. So it'll be fun. It's a, it is a great experience to be able to sit with your, the person you're working with and record a bunch of material and get a transcribed, you know, AI transcription quickly. And we can just bang through and say, you know, is this what you meant when you said this? Yep. Or how can we say this better? We just bang through all of that. And we got a very long ways. Yeah, that we weekend, did. And it was really fun. Yeah. And what the book was released, like what, six months or so later? I yeah, believe. five or six oh. months later, something like that. Yeah. I mean, it took a little while for me to work through all the rest of it. So, right. and I think we might've had a Zoom or two after that. Right, right. Just to dial things thing. up. But yeah, I mean, we got a huge portion of that book done in a weekend. Yeah. Some and people take was... years. Some people never get done at all. Exactly. So that's when you offered that. I was like, the light went on, ding. Like, you know, I do not want to sit here for another year, right? Because, you know, life happens, right? Scheduling, you know, I, I, I don't, I didn't want to go through like, okay, Brian says, hey, I got this, you know, God forbid something came up. I got a, a reschedule or on my end. You know what I mean? So it was amazing when you said that. I was just like, you you heard my answer. I was like, yep. At that moment, I said, hold on, Brian. I went to my wife. My wife was like, yeah, let's go down there. You know, Brian got to meet my wife. We got to have dinner together a Saturday night. And we just, it was an amazing experience, you know? So if there's anybody out there, you know, think about writing a book. Like Brian says, he may not do that with a lot of people. You know, but if you're close by, he, you never know. I would hit him up and, and uh, ask him about that, you know, about doing that, sitting next to him and watching how yeah. someone works. You know, they're they're watching him do their craft, as they say. It was a great experience, yeah. you know, but, um, you know, in this show, I like to talk about some of our struggles and you and I have been through some struggles, yes. right? You know, in the 10 years we've known each other, we've we've had our ups and downs. 
what were some of the biggest struggles you've had in, in growing your business as, you know, a ghostwriter, publisher, uh, entrepreneur, magazine editor, you know, magazine owners? And yes, because I will plan on, I keep asking you and I know you put it on me, but I want to contribute to your magazine if you allow me to do so. But let people know like the, you know, the struggles that you have been through that you've had to overcome. Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I, I would say one of the things that I struggled with was worthiness issues. Am I good enough to do this? Will people pay me to do what I love to do? Will people hire me? Who am I to do this? Who am I to ask so-and-so to be on my show? But it's really interesting. And I, I talked with a guest on my show this past week, in fact, and we talked about imposter syndrome. And she said, you have to move from, can I do this to how can I do this? The questions you ask yourself will change your life. And Tony Robbins talks about that too. The quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask yourself. And I was stuck in, can I do this? Can I do this? But now it's, how can I make this happen? And it's a life-changing question. It really is. Absolutely. Something else I struggled with was I was working for other people while I was trying to build my business. And I was stuck in the call center world for a while. And it was the lowest hanging fruit. I was good. I didn't like it. And one thing I learned is that when you become really good at something, the world will just keep asking you to do more of it, whether you enjoy it or not. <laughs> exactly. So I worked in the call center world for a while. The beautiful part was I, I had some flexibility with my hours in a lot of cases. So I had the freedom to start building my business. I wasn't charging enough in the beginning because again, I didn't think that people would pay me really well to do what I loved. But here's something that's really interesting. I read something, I believe it was yesterday. One reason why people don't charge enough is because they charge people what they can afford, not what their customers can afford. How about that? Yeah, that's something I've had to think about too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was saying. stuck for a long time thinking, well, I can only afford to pay this. So other people must only be able to afford that too. It's like, no, 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 that's not true. There are people who are operating at a much higher level who are willing to hire you if they only know who you are. Right. And if you're only charging a little bit, they don't take you seriously because you must not be very good if you're only charging a little bit. You think about people who want to buy a car. There are some people who do want to buy the Hyundai and there are people who really, really would prefer to buy the McLaren. Right, exactly. Or the Aston Martin or whatever the high level car is that you enjoy the most. If you're offered a Hyundai and you're looking for a high-level car, you're going to dismiss it very quickly. Right. You're, you're not a player in their world. Now, the caveat to that is if you are asking for a lot of money, you better be providing a commensurate amount of value for it. You better have a portfolio of your work. You better have samples of your work. You better have some testimonials and some referrals. Because if you're asking someone to throw down five figures for something, you better be liked and known and trusted. I like you, know you, and trust you. And you have the social proof to go along with that. Right. So raising my prices was something I finally raised my prices to where I am now last year. And, uh, you know, some people can't afford me anymore, but I'm attracting the people who can. Yeah. That's the way the world works, right? If that you is wanna... the way the world works, because you, you speak to a new level of people when you raise your rates and you're looking, when you identify your customer avatar, when you identify the person who is the most ideal client for you, it's, you know, the law of attraction, you know, like attracts like. If you think about something constantly, that will eventually come to pass in your life. Another thing that I struggled with was being able to keep my home. I was uh, owning a condo and when I lost my job, 
I couldn't afford it anymore. And so I got real creative and decided to list it on Airbnb. And in Arizona, wintertime is a prime time for Airbnb because the snowbirds want to rent a place to stay. Right. And so I would do that. But the trade-off was, since I didn't have a place to stay, I slept in my car for a whole winter. Now in Arizona, you might think, oh, it doesn't get cold. Yes, it does. Because yes, it's it does. not humid. Right. It gets into the 40s and sometimes into the upper 30s at night. Winter coat, <laughs> two pillows and three blankets, I was good to go. Right. But I did that. Now, you may ask, well, why didn't you rent a room from somebody? Well, here's the thing. I was paying to do my radio show. And I still do. So I was faced with a choice. Do I pay to do my radio show or do I pay to have a roof over my head? I chose my dream and I'm still here because of it. It's a pretty radical choice. Not everyone would have made that choice, but that was the right decision for me in that moment. And I'm still here. Yeah. I've watched you go through some struggles, you know, in the 10 years we've known each other and, and vice versa. Right. And as I learn how to navigate this entrepreneurial world and, and, and being an entrepreneur and, you know, still having like my nine to five, thank God, because it's my passion. Right. And I thank God for that. Like, it's something I love to do, even though I have moments where I just want to throw up my hands and go. And then now I'm doing creating my own business, like you said. So, you know, like I get what you're saying. Right. You got to have for me, it's it was asking those questions. First, it was why, why me? Right. And then I switched it to why not me? Yeah. Right. You know, and then, you know, as I went through with our friend, Chris went through 75 hard. When I went to the live in February, the live apex event, I walk into the room and there are people are like, Hey, Max, that's you. You're the get, I get to guy. Right. So I switched things out instead of like, why me? Why not me? And I get to, right. I get mm-hmm. to serve the people that I get to serve. I get to be on this journey as an entrepreneur. I got to be, and I get to be an author because of my friend, my good friend, Brian K. Wright and following some direction and I liken it to my recovery, right? And you know, I've been sober for almost 18 years, right? The journey's the same, I, I believe. I'm going to go through ups and downs, right? And like on one end, as long as I don't pick up a drink or pick up a drug, I'm good. And over here in our entrepreneurial journey, right? As long as I don't quit and I don't stop and I surround myself with the people, you know, kind of like in recovery, have what I want. So I do what they do and I do what mm-hmm. they did. You know, it's like you, it's like, no matter what happens, right? We get to make decisions. And as long as we press forward, right? Like you chose your car so you can keep your radio show going, but look at how far you've come. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, uh, you know, the audience, you got to understand, like I've known, he's known me from the beginning, right? And he's been through all my disappearances, all my procrastination. And there was a select few, the three, well, now there's well two of you left that have never given up on me and vice versa, right? We, we've always had each other's back and look how well Chris is doing. Look how well you're doing. I like to say, look how well I'm doing despite mm-hmm. myself, you know, because mm-hmm. I follow certain things like you've taught me and right. And, and that mindset, right? So, you know, let the audience know, like you are human, but tell them about the mindset that, that it takes. Cause I've seen you go through some stuff. Like you just said recently, you lost your father six months ago. You know, I lost my mother, like, but there was no quitting. There was never a time that Brian called me up or messaged me and said, I quit. I can't do this anymore. Right. Right. So he's one of my inspirations audience. So listen to what Brian has to tell you. Yeah. And thank you for all of that. I think, and this is a topic that comes up on my show. How do you build a high level mindset? I think you just have to make the decision not to give up because it starts with that. It starts with that. Exactly. Yeah. When an obstacle comes up, if you let that obstacle stop you, then you probably weren't very committed to your goal in the first place. It wasn't really a dream for you. So you have to figure out, do I go through it? Do I go around it? Do I go over it? Do I go under it? What are the ways through this? And there are times where you should quote unquote, give up, not give up on your dream, but give up on the way that you get there. 
there's more than one way to get to where you want to go. And I think sometimes it's like we're in a maze. You try to reach the end of the maze and you pick a path where you're there's a blocks. So you have to go back and go to the other path. And it just takes a while. And I liken life is like a jigsaw puzzle, but you don't get to see the box first. Right. The thing about that, life hands you a piece of the puzzle, then another one, then another one. You figure and you you ask yourself, what why is this happening? What what am I supposed to learn from this? How does this all fit together? And it takes a while, but then you start getting pieces of the puzzle that begin to fit together. And then when you get far enough along the journey, you can look back and say, okay, this, this, and this, and this led to where I am now. And so the puzzle pieces begin to form. And then you begin to see your final box starting to materialize in front of you. But that life is like a jigsaw puzzle, but you don't need to see the box first. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, Forrest Gump said, life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And uh, yes. But it's also, on the other end of that, it's also better when you have a bunch of friends that are like-minded, that support yes. you, that don't do it for you, but they're there to go, hey, that didn't work. What would you think if you tried this, right? Yeah. And and that's what I'm learning, right? As a, as a brand new baby, you know, business owner and, and learning how to navigate and how to, you know, get clients and, and, and stuff like that. You know, for me, I know what I do and you know what I do. It's like those high level achievers, right? If I'm going to, I have to be right. One thing that I do have going for me, right. Is that I've been in this business for 13 years and I've been in the trenches for almost 18 years. Right. So, yeah. so there's the, the experience, right. So now it's been about consistency, like yourself, you know, like you just kept going, you kept doing it. Despite, I remember when Brian got very sick, right? It slowed him down, but it did it stop him. Absolutely not. You know, and that's like I said, he's one of the guys I look up to. He never, ever quit. He didn't quit on me. He never quit on himself. We've had those conversations where we talk to each other like, dude, I'm ready to quit. And you would tell me, no, you're not. And I would tell him, no, you're not, you know, get up on your feet. You're going to do this. But you know, like as now I understand why you know, like the guys like David Goggins, right? Because I'm ex-military. I understand why they feel comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. For me, like when things get too comfortable, I don't feel comfortable. It's like, there's something wrong here. This is not cool. Like I got to get going and just means I'm not doing sometimes the things I need to do, yeah. you know, and I've, you know, I've watched Brian. That's why I don't give myself excuses because Brian does a lot of work. Not only does he ask clients that he helps write books, like he said, he's got a magazine that he runs. He's got his radio show, his podcast that he runs. So every time I get on myself, I always think about, okay, what would Brian do in this situation? Oh. <laughs> and he would, you know what I mean? Like, or what would Chris do? Yeah. Because you guys are my closest, you know, what would they tell me right now? And they would tell me, get off your butt and just keep moving. Just, okay. You learn from that mistake, yeah. right? Like, you know, Chris's famous thing is lean into the suck. You know, when he first yeah. told me that, I'm like, what are you talking about? He yeah. goes, dude, you've been doing it, you know, at the time when I was sober, he goes, you've been doing it for like six, seven years, bro. You already do right. it. So, but, um, you know, so, you know, like for my audience, you know, which this whole podcast is about is, is bringing on individuals who in my book go above and beyond, not only for themselves, but for the people around them. And that's why I bring them on. Cause they share their challenges. Like Brian said, he goes, there might be a wall, but we're either going to figure out a way around it under it, over it, or build a door and go through it, you know, or mm -hmm. something. And, and that's why I run with these guys, because they keep me accountable and I keep them accountable, right? And um, so share with the audience, Brian, you know, like, 
Okay, you shared some of your challenges. Share some of your highlights, like to date, like so far that that have been those moments where you just went, oh, I know I'm on the right path. Like maybe it wasn't very like a lot of money, but you knew inside this is worth more than that money because of the feeling you got, you know what I mean? And, and the yeah. support you help somebody yeah. with. On two occasions, I've been invited to do red carpet interviews at movie premieres. That's been cool. And I it was made possible. It was made possible because I do my radio show and because I've proven myself to be pretty good at interviewing people. So uh, I've had that opportunity. I've had an opportunity to interview some of those amazing people in the world. Darren Hardy was on my show. I've interviewed Stedman Graham. I've interviewed Kevin Harrington, uh, Sharon Lecter, uh, Chris Powell from Extreme Weight Loss has been on my show a couple of times. Tom Ziegler has been on a couple of times. The list just goes on. I mean, John Asaraf from The Secret, Joe Vitale from The Secret, Dr. John Martini, I've interviewed two or three times. I, I get to talk to people who who are making a huge impact on the world and they remember who I am. I mean, that's cool. That's the cool part. Right. Not only that, but I have had the honor of working with some really amazing people in their books. Jonathan Horton, who did uh, gymnastics at the Olympic in two Olympic games, right. won some medals. We worked on his book together. He's been on my show. He's been in my magazine. Gosh, what else? Uh, working on a collaborative book now with people and based on the, the greatest lessons I learned from my dad. And I'm inviting other people to contribute to that. So getting to interact and work with amazing people who have had it, that maybe people haven't heard of yet, but are just as amazing as those who are well-known. I think that's something that people need to look at. You know, people tend to hero worship and I used to be fanboy. I mean, there've been people on my show early on who I was total fanboy with. And I, I'm not like that anymore because they're just a person like I am. And so once you own your power, and I think people appreciate that too, when you're well-known, you, you want to be treated like a person. You don't want to be hero-worshipped. I think most of them don't want to be hero-worshipped because it's kind of weird right? and kind of creepy if it goes too far. But yeah, I've gotten to do some really amazing things in my career, and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Having the time freedom to do what I want, when I want, how I want. When my dad passed, I spent four and a half weeks with my mom. I was able to take my laptop with me and I got some work done. My business did slow down during that time because whenever mom needed something, it was, yes, I will help you now. And I would drop whatever I was doing. So that was a priority. Right. But I had See, the time But that's important it. though. You know, that's important mm -hmm. for the audience to know that, yeah, work, what you do, your passion is very important, but family, like taking care of your mother at that time. Because mm -hmm. I'm the same way, you know me, I'm a family man. I'm a, I'm a. I'm a brother, I'm an uncle, I'm a father, I'm a grandfather. And of course, like I just drove to Missouri, right? We tried to drive straight through, but it wasn't 24 hours like the GPS said, but we got it done. We got my stepson's first son, his fur baby back to him, right? You know, I got to see him and his wife who's in the military and my grandson, right? And it was a turnaround for me, but my wife's still there. But like, those are the things that I remember, like when I get into a mood or like, say like, I'm about to give up, I think about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think about you guys who have always pushed me, you know, like in our group, Ryan Stuman always says, you know, we push ourselves. We, we represent what winning looks like at all times. Yeah. Um, we're always trying to be our best and most elite version of ourselves. Right. Yeah. And luckily for me, I, when I look back at it now, I had you, Chris and Lonnie pushing me to do that 10 years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. It just took me a little longer to catch on and go, oh, I know what these guys are doing. I get it now. But that's the beauty of the journey. Right. And we get to watch each other grow as human beings. And 
part of my life, I would have never thought that I would be surrounded by wonderful people like yourself that would help me be the guy I am today, the man I am today, right? Because you're a part of my growth. You're, you're part of my inner circle. Yeah. And, um, you know, and like Brian just shared, you know, there's people are people. It doesn't matter what level of life, if you treat them with respect and you know what I mean? Like my interview, the interviewees I've had lately are, are part of the, some of them are part of the apex executives group, right? right. I, there was a part when I first started, I'm like, I'm never going to get those people on my podcast. Dude, I just had Mark Jennison. I've only heard of because of Ryan Stuman. I get an email from him the other day said, you know, or from whoever. And it says, Mark would like to be a guest on your podcast. And it was like, okay, cool. Everything Brian and Chris have been teaching me is coming true, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I aspire on my podcast to be like you, Brian, to get those guests. I know I just got to keep doing it. I just got to keep going and, and keep honing my skills and you know what I mean? And, but this is, this is what's so cool is that I get to do it with you, my friend. And, and you've been in my corner for so long now. And it's funny, like, I, I do you ever think about, you know, I'm going to say his name, Derek. Right. Like, I wonder what he's doing today. Right. Like if you would have just stuck around, like what would have might have happened with him, Mm -hmm. but it is what it is. And, you know, I think my lucky stars that I have you and Chris still in my life. And, um, you know, I appreciate you sharing and coming on and, and being a guest on my podcast, but what else can you share with our guests here? Like when it comes to say business, being an entrepreneur, overcoming challenges and coming out on top. Yeah. Entrepreneurship can be a very lonely ride, which means that you need to have people in your corner who have your back. When something goes sideways, who can you reach out to? And here's the here's my philosophy about how, how you share things with people, because there's talking to people about what's going on for the purpose of getting help. And there's talking to people about your stuff for the purpose of gossiping. So here's my litmus test. If this person is not part of the problem, and if they're not part of the solution, they don't need to know. It's none of their business. It's just not. Right. So the person I share with, <laughs> I want to make sure is someone who's capable of giving me some valid insight. Right. And that's awesome, right? Because you you and I have done that for each other over the years many, many times, right? Like I've told you things that I wouldn't just tell Joe Schmo over here. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if if they're not part of my solution, they're not part of my network, and I really don't need to tell them, then I don't, right? I share it right. with the people that matter the most. And right. And right. Like, you know, I have just a very, very, I mean, I have a big network of people and I'm, I'm gaining more relationships, but my tight knit mm-hmm. inner circle, Brian knows everybody, which is right. You know, the people yeah. that he knows through me and which are my wife, you know, and, and Chris mm-hmm. and himself and a few other people, but yeah, but that's the, that's the beauty about, you know, I'm going to go off a little topic here about apex though, is like, now you got a bunch of people that really have your back. Yes. Uh, it's just, it's up to you though. Don't expect them to come to you every time, right? You got to get outside of your comfort zone and say, Hey, Hey, I'd like to chat with you. Right. And that's how we get to know people. Yeah. That was hard for me a long time ago. You know, I came yeah. for a long time in my recovery. I just kept it. I didn't want to talk to anybody, but Brian has some great insight on, he's been doing this for such a long time, but he's like me, you know, like we've gone to Chris many times, we've gone to Lonnie, you know, and they'll shoot us straight. And that's see, that's what I think is most important is the people that will shoot you straight. Even mm-hmm. if it hurts your feelings a little bit, because they care about you enough to tell you the truth. You've done that for me. Chris has done that for me. Lonnie definitely did that for me. All of you have done that for me. Right. And we would do that for each other, you know, cause it would be weird if I always got a pat on the butt and said, everything's going to be okay. I'd be wondering like, wait a minute, Brian, what's going on here? Cause that's right. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, you're right. The onto, you know, well, I can't say I've experienced that, you know, maybe in a little bit of fashion being the um, 
like a lonely road because I've had you, you know, Chris and Lonnie for so long. And now I've got this whole other network of people that are supporting like yourself and myself. So it's hard for me to say like, what do you mean at being lonely? But in the beginning, I, I get what you're saying. So what other advice do you have for for the audience when it comes to being an entrepreneur or even in life, just in overcoming yeah. challenges in life, like everyday yeah. life, because life happens regardless if we're yeah. successful or not, right? Get around people who are very supportive of your journey. And for those who might want to throw some hate around, just know this, you're not obligated to share your journey with someone who's not committed to understanding it. Oh, you want to know what's happening. All right, so I got to share with you. I'll share with the audience. I got like a hater out there from what I hear from... Hmm. Uh, some people, there's this hater, you know, that thinks I'm profiting off of uh, people in recovery, blah, blah, blah. She's just making up stuff. Right. And it was like, wow, like I've made someone that insecure and that jealous that they're going to start like saying some not very not true things about myself. At first I was hurt. Like, how dare they? You know what I mean? Then I think about it and I was like, okay, that's kind of a compliment, right? If I'm really renting that much space in your head. Mm -hmm. something I'm doing for free and love doing, you know, like whatever. And I guess, you know, we all are going to experience that in some form or fashion. Right. But, you know, thank God we have each other and we have this network of people. I always tell my guests, well, you know, I wrote a book. Well, you know, this, this gentleman across from me, he knows because he helped me write my book. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you the first question I love to ask my guests. So, and you've gone through this, so I can't wait to hear your answers. You know, fearless is part of my, you know, fearless happiness, part of my title. What does fearless mean to you and how does that show up for you? And how do you become fearless in your, in your business and in life? I think if you're afraid of doing something, that's a sign that you really need to do it. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are things that I've been afraid to do because of imposter syndrome or because of the fear of the unknown. That used to be a huge thing. When I was a kid, I avoided a lot of things because I, the, the path wasn't completely illuminated in front of me. Well, Think about this driving at night. If you're driving from Phoenix to California, where you are at night, I know California is over there somewhere. If I know the route I'm supposed to take to get there, I will get there. I can't see California from Phoenix. That's true. He's done that before. <laughs> yeah. So you just have to plot your path and just go because if your headlights are on, you can only see, you know, a few yards ahead of you at a time. Mm -hmm. And when you get to that point, you see the next few hundred yards ahead of you at a time, you just have to trust. Absolutely. And so that that's really, really important. Getting around the people who are able and willing to help you is also really important. Only take advice from people who are capable of helping you, people who have been there, done that, and are still doing it. See, that's the thing. There are a lot of people out there who retire from their thing and they decide, I'm just going to coach people and teach people how to do the thing. Well, they're not doing the thing anymore. The way the thing gets done can change because right. technology changes. Things are fluid. The thing that worked for you 10 years ago probably doesn't work today. What got you here won't get you there. Right. And thank God I've had you and Chris and Lonnie. Like, and even for you, you know that things like you, the way you certainly did things one way, like say five years ago, I know you've gone, I have to change it because it doesn't work anymore. Uh -huh. right? So luckily for me being the, the new guy, right. And learning this stuff, I just go with the flow. Okay. That didn't work for them. I'm going to ask what's working for them now. Right. So I'm loving this journey, even with its frustrations and, and, you know, I'm, I'm in recovery. Right. And we've always talked about this. I'm the, like, I wanted it and I wanted it yesterday kind of guy, you know, and I still have to fight that. And I have to understand that it's a journey, not a destination and that right. I just got to keep pushing. But, you know, Brian is so on point, everybody. It's it, just listen to my guests and how they share about 
how they overcame their challenges. Like Brian said, being fearless, that's a perfect analogy, right? Cause you did leave in the, you left at night, like, and you're right. I mean, that's a long desert stretch when you're coming from Arizona to California. So thanks for that answer. Um, happiness. And yeah. I know at the beginning when I said I put a Y in it, like you, even Lonnie and, and Chris were like, why are you putting a Y in it? And then I explained it and you guys, oh, that's cool. I get it. Right. Okay. So knowing I put the Y in happiness, what is, what is happiness to you? How does that show up for you? And how do you pursue happiness? Yeah. I think happiness and joy are pretty closely related. It's just the idea of enjoying your journey and enjoying what you're doing and giving yourself something to look forward to. I think people tend to not be happy because they get stuck inside themselves and they're not focused on helping and loving other people. Right. So when you're focused on helping and loving other people, I mean, you still have to take care of yourself. I mean, a dead battery can't charge another dead battery, right? Self-care is important. But when you're focused on making a difference in the world, instead of focusing on instant gratification, there's a lot of happiness and a lot of joy that goes with all that's very biblical. Absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. So for me, happiness comes from doing what I love to do and fulfilling what I believe I was meant to do in life. And it's not the same thing every day. My every day is different. This is the one thing I love about not going to a call center where I'm making calls over and over and over again. I'm the kind of person that needs more than one thing to do. This is why I have a radio show. This is why I have a podcast. This is why I help people write books. If I get stuck in one thing, I'll just pivot to something else and I'm productive there. And I'll come back. In fact, I was writing uh, a client's book and this was probably a couple of years ago. I was writing his introduction. The book was done. I wrote the intro last, which might sound weird to some people, but right. I already know how the book went. So now I'm just writing the setup, right. the introduction. And this was on a Tuesday. There are days, and I'm sure songwriters and other creatives feel this way. There are days where you feel utterly powerless and worthless because you can't think of something to say. And I wrote about a hundred words for this person's intro and I just got stuck. And so I left it alone and went to something else. I came back to the intro on Friday and it just flowed right out of my fingertips and under the screen. I'm like, where was this three days ago? That's something that I think really empowers me is the fact that, you know, if I have more than one thing on my plate, I can pivot when I need to. If I feel stuck over here, I can go over there and come back to this other thing later. And I still get all of it done. Right. And now I have a VA. What a godsend. I'm <laughs> so glad I, I finally, I'm hiring help. Now I've sourced out graphic design work to people uh, for a long time, but they aren't employees. This is someone that I've hired to work only for me. Right. And so she's been fantastic. She's worked with me for almost two months now and we've gotten, gotten some great work done and she has done a great job and I'm really happy. And so I'm looking forward to building my team even bigger. And that's how you scale is you have people around you who will do the things that you don't want to do. will do the things you don't have time for and do the things that you don't know how to do. Right. Yeah, and and I can't Superman, wait. What's your kryptonite? Source out your kryptonite to other people. Exactly. And, and that's my plan, right? Like watching all of you guys do this stuff. But right now my focus has to be, how can I be the best coach possible? right? Mm -hmm. Like, and getting those clients help me get away from my nine to five. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's my, and that's my driving force. Right. See, but it's hard because I love what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like I, Oh my God, Brian, I got to go to work today. You know, I mean, I've had those moments, but cause it wasn't, I didn't feel good, but at the end of the day, I've, you know, Brian, I've shared stories with you, you know, like, wow, you, you, my job is basically helping save lives. And, you know, in a, you know, in a sense it is life and death. If, yeah. If I don't give them my best, it could be life or death. And, yeah. um, you know, because drug addiction is, is gnarly. So 
I agree. I think happiness is bleeding sometimes, you know, it, I, I'm happy most of the time, but joy is the blasting, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the joy I feel like having friends like you and Chris, the joy I feel being married to my wife. But that's why I put the why to help people understand especially in the book that you helped me write was that everything had to come from me, right? Yes. I, God gave me the power. Like I don't pray with my head down. I pray sometimes looking up because God is, or I look straight because this is my opinion. God is in, inside each and every one of us. Right. And we just have to learn to tap into that power. So I don't necessarily, I mean, when I get on my knees, I'm not bowing my head. I'm looking straight because I have to remember that. Everything I need is inside me. And you know, the quote I came up with that you asked, I think you and Lonnie asked me to come up with a quote and it's like, we have everything we need to be great today. Mm -hmm. Everything. So, you know what I mean? Like I have things in here. I have my friends like Brian K. Wright, you know, extraordinaire out there in Arizona. I have Chris in New Hampshire. I got friends in Texas. It's amazing, you know? And then I was really excited to finally get you on the show. You know what I mean? And I know we had scheduling and I'm, you know, me, I'm a Mr. ADD. And if I don't write things down, like they're teaching us to put everything in a calendar, I'll forget. So your audience, this has been a special privilege to have my mentor, my, my good friend, my great friend, Brian K. Wright, my, who helped me write my book, finally come on the show and share his experience with entrepreneurship, with life and the challenges and how we overcome it. Um, You've been an awesome guest, Brian. Um, let people know how, if they want to write a book or they want to get a hold of you or yeah. for whatever reason, how can they get a hold of you? If someone wants to talk about writing a book, you can get on my calendar, callwithbrian.com, B-R-I-A-N, callwithbrian.com. And I would be glad to have that conversation with you and see what the possibilities are. So before we end this, I always like to ask my guests to give their like, what, give their, your last parting thoughts. Like, what is your advice to the new entrepreneur, the, the book writer, the, the author who wants to get a book out? Let the audience know what your last thoughts are on, on all that. I would say if this is something that you've been thinking about doing, just get started. Just write something. Write something, even if it's not your book, but write something to get practice. Post on social media every day twice a day if you can do that, but practice writing, do Facebook lives. Sometimes my clients will start their book because they did a bunch of Facebook lives about one central topic, right? You may already have content that you've created that could become the basis for a book, right? So don't think that you have a clean slate. You may not have as clean, uh, have as empty a, a shelf as you think you do. Look at the content you've created. If you're not creating content, start there, please create content, put your thoughts out into the world. If your content is based on a central theme, then just get started. If you have no idea what to write your book about, start asking people, if I were to write a book, what would you think it would be about? The answers may surprise you. If people compliment you on the same things over and over again, that might be a basis for a book. If someone asks you, how did you do that? That's your biggest aha of all. Because if people are asking you how you did that, whatever that is, that's probably a topic for your book. So just put your antennas up. You tend to attract what you think about most of the time. So if you start thinking about the idea of creating content with the idea of a book coming to fruition, then start creating content that will allow that to happen. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brian, for finally becoming a guest. You're welcome. Keep being you. You know, I love you to death. Um, yep. 
Thank you Love for you all too. that you've done for me. And now hopefully we'll get to meet each other again live at an Apex event. I mean, you mm-hmm. and I have met before, which is awesome. But I can't say enough for how much this means to me coming on and being on my show. So, and thank you for sharing some really great information with the audience. I know you may get some calls from this. So thank you, Brian. Thank you, Axe.